we need to get together and let our voices be heard. This is Buffalo What's Next. I'm Jay Moran. I'm Bridget Jaipal Valenza. I'm Dave Debo. And I'm Thomas O'Neill White. After May 14th, how can we afford not to talk about race? About education, about segregation, about humanity. Since the dawn of this nation, racial violence has existed. The way we have designed our society has a big hand in what occurred in that Topps market. The suburban area everywhere, we must work and teach our children. We need to make sure that we put more funding in our programs that help prevent gun violence and more money into art. We're going to have some real healing. We've got to have space to tell some uncomfortable truths. On Buffalo What's Next, uh, back at Buffalo Arts Studio. And today, we are talking with Itina Fareed-Cook. And uh, we have a lot to talk about. First and foremost, uh, I want to uh, point out that uh, Itina's company is Get Focused Productions. We're going to talk a lot about that as we move through here. But there's a, a lot of different reasons why I wanted to get in touch with you, because Itina, you grew up here in Buffalo. You're a Buffalo artist, and you are in a lot of different things. Music, film, all sorts of different elements. Just talk about how that all started. It all started um, from a space of, I would say, uncertainty first. Growing up and not being certain of self, but then getting opportunities that added value to who I am. Um, growing up in foster care, um, having certain circumstances with labels, failure to thrive, um, diagnosed emotionally handicapped, and then getting opportunities to have or develop the language that I feel was in me um, that just had to be um, you know, pulled out. But I think it, it, it started there. It started as a young person going through the experiences that I went through and then just having this urge for more. Like, life can't be about being a failure to thrive, it has to be yeah, more. Yeah, you know? I, the, the failure to thrive, you have that yeah. on your on your website, as a matter of yes. fact. It's all part of uh, about who you are. Yeah. Where does that, I mean, was that somebody, somebody said that to you? Is it just kind of how you took what everybody around you was, was, was telling you? So, I was, <laughs> I'll date myself, I guess, I was born <laughs> no. in the 80s. <laughs> you know, um, and and I, I was in my uh, late 20s when in the oh 80s, so goodness. continue, yeah, right. <laughs> All right, well, hey, um, you know what, I think that during that time frame, the foster care system developed these titles and labels that they felt made the most sense based off of circumstances. My biological mother, Laura Parker, had a an issue, substance abuse, and um, for whatever reason, she filled whatever void that was in her life with this substance abuse, which then affected her children, and we were taken away from her. And so a lot of times when you look at numbers and, and words on a piece of paper and you're looking at children, um, you're trying to best identify what will be shaped from their circumstance. So if it was said that my, my mother was on drugs while I was in her womb, then you're deemed as, um, back then they called it a crack baby, unfortunate. mm. unfortunately. That's not a label anyone would like. That's nothing that I think they use in, in today's terms, right. but then that's kind of what they 
kind of, you know, create it. Um, so when you have that right. and you look at those circumstances, most people, you know, intellectuals or what have you and counselors and doctors, they assume that, OK, because of this, you're going to have issues. This child is going to have issues because of their inability to X, Y and Z. And because her mother is this way, then she's going to end up like this. So she will be a failure to thrive due to being, you know, in the womb while drugs, you know, are being taken by her mother. She's going to be a failure to thrive because she's has these certain things that are going on. Her mother's not there. Uh, you're placed in a foster care. You will not have an ability to kind of express yourself and your emotions are going to be out of order or what have you. Now, that doesn't feel good and doesn't sound good, but to most, you would think, yeah, this this is typically what happens, you know? Sure. Statistics show that most children who are in these circumstances will end up like this. The issue is, I don't believe that people, like maybe in those moments, they underestimated the power of community. They underestimated the power of mentorship. They underestimated the power and the value in education and the arts in collaboration with that. Because when I was exposed to that, failure to thrive and emotionally handicapped faded away. That's interesting. And if we could just maybe go back to best you understand, Absolutely. like you said, I'll, I'll use the term and I'll try not to get back to it, but like a crack baby. <laughs> Was there, did you have any type of physical mental, emotional connection, anything that, that that was something that you had to overcome? Or was it the label that you felt like you had to overcome? I feel like the label and perhaps some of the circumstances that were happening surrounding my upbringing, if you will, that added to that, um, that feeling of this must be true. I continuously got into trouble and always questioned myself, which the same question for every adult, most adults that were around during that time, what is wrong with you? Hmm. And so that question would, you know, fly within my mind often. What is wrong with me? Something must be wrong with me. I'm not normal because I can't sit still or because when I am in contact with authority, I have a problem, you know? So I must be a problem, there must be a problem, and no one can solve it, not even myself. At a young age, this is what was going on in my mind. Mm. And, you know, that's gonna lead to, you know, suicidal thoughts, you know? That's gonna lead to, you know, this low self-esteem or looking in the mirror and not feeling like I want to exist. And, you know, that's the narrative that I grew up with you know, as a child, as a little girl. Was there a time or th that you can recall that it went from being, what is wrong with me to what's right with me? Or, I, I mean, it's, right. it, it seems like that, yes. that, that, that switched for you. You know, there was a couple of moments um, that I remember. There's a lot of moments, but sure. one in particular was in my teens when I was, well, it's, it's so many, but this particular one, when I went through a program at SEPA Gallery, um, Lauren Tent was the educator um, or the education director 
um, during that program. And so we were capturing images with uh, disposable cameras and um, going through the development process with our images. And I took this picture. The thing about the photo is that I put thought into it. You know, this is the first time I said, okay, you know, a creatively, like not kind of strategically planning this photo. And I put my mind, I'm like, I want to do this. I like how the shadows are. And I put my all into it. And when I developed that photo, Lauren looked at it and said, this is really good. Like, you're really good at this. And she decided to take that photo and use it for promotional purposes for the organization. That's not the first moment, but that's I'll a, never forget a, that's that That's a powerful moment. moment, for sure. Because what it did to me was, maybe I'm not a failure to thrive. What is this? Maybe I do, maybe there's something that I can do. Maybe I'm good at something, you know? And it was a lot of different moments where it was like grabbing hold to this kind of, this hope. Like, maybe what they said was not true. Maybe there's something more. And, and I pursued that something more. I constantly pursued that something more. And I wanted more. And then it became, I wanted more just because I wanted more to I wanted more for myself. And then it became, I wanted more for my community. It became, I wanted more for the young people that surrounded me. I wanted more for my neighborhood. And just it just evolved into this, like, I'm going to get more, you know? And, and you know, shame on, you know, these labels that they place on, on young people um, because it, 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 you're holding them back. Why say failure to thrive? Why not say there's possibilities? If we do X, Y, and Z, there are possibilities for this young person. Why close the door? Failure to thrive is a door closed, you know? And thank God that I failed at trying to take my life. Mm -hmm. I was a failure to thrive in that circumstance, but not a failure to thrive within my life and the, and the goals and achievements and um, accomplishments and what have you, you know? Curious about it's you have that mentorship at SEPA Gallery. Right. Curious about how was life in school for you? Life in school for me was difficult. Okay. Growing up, yeah. I Now I know that because I felt like I wasn't in control, I wanted and thrived off of finding ways to control the atmosphere in the classroom through being funny, okay. <laughs> being a class clown. All right, if I can make everyone laugh, then, then hey, we're having a good time by any means necessary. Okay. Like if that meant like, you know, I'm cracking jokes on a teacher, you know, if that meant I'm cracking jokes on another, another kid for something that, you know, that they can't control either. So you weren't exactly what you'd call a, a typical uh, good student in that regard I, 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 academically I, I felt like I was pretty I was pretty good okay but behaviorally I wasn't yeah, so maybe not necessarily a teacher's favorite in that regard I wasn't a teacher's favorite but a lot of teachers saw potential in is me. that right yeah I would always hear I Tina 
you're you're tough, but you know, if you did this, you can do this. Like you have to, you know, work harder or what have you. There were a lot of teachers who told me that. It's nice to hear that they, they came from teachers, but yeah. how were you responding to that message at that time? I didn't believe it. How do you tell a little girl that they have potential when they look in the mirror and they look like the the woman, you know, the mother that they don't have? I look just like my biological mother. Like, I look just like her. Dimple in the cheek, brown skin, brown eyes. You know, I, and I lost her. She died from an mm. overdose. I was three years old. She didn't even make it to 24, you know? And that, you know, you tell a little girl that she has potential. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Whatever that means, you know? Um, during the time growing up, I carried a lot of, um, I held on to the negative. You know, things that people said that were negative, I believed. It's interesting. Things that people said positive, I didn't believe. For, for whatever reason, you know. But as I got older, like I said, having those mentors and those moments where people are speaking, you know, good or positive in my life, and then I started to see the fruit of it, just a little bit of fruit of it. I began to question the negative, you know, and began to strive towards that positive, if you will. We have to take a short break. We'll be right back with more of Buffalo What's Next on WBFO. Check out the Our Town series produced by WNED PBS, but captured by community members on the Buffalo Toronto Public Media YouTube channel. Ellicottville is a town of variety, not only in what they have to offer, but the people. The Burlington community is uh, becoming increasingly multicultural, and the library is reflecting that. The parks and playgrounds have been what makes the town of Tonawanda a great place to grow up. The series began in 2003, but it's making its debut on YouTube now. Although some of the businesses and people may have changed over the years, the spirit of these wonderful towns remain the same. We just didn't realize what we had in our own backyard. We need the next generation to protect it and carry on. Learn about Jamestown, Burlington, Welland, East Aurora, and more than a dozen other beautiful communities in our region by watching the Our Town series now on YouTube. I, w I would live there. <laughs> Watch Buffalo's Voices of Steel on YouTube. The original WNED-PBS production captures the legacy of the steel industry in Western New York through the voices of the people who worked in the mills. Anybody who never saw the steel plant in operation missed something. I told my kids that they really missed to see what it was like to make steel. Through remembrances of the workers, Buffalo's Voices of Steel showcases the pride Western New York still feels about its steel-producing past. Watch it now on the Buffalo Toronto Public Media YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe while you're there. This is Buffalo What's Next, where we have conversations with the community about moving forward. To have your voice heard, press the Talk to Us button on the WBFO app, and we'll work to get your questions and comments on the air. Join us on Twitter at WBFO or email us at news at WBFO.org. Together, we'll have the conversations that are needed. This is WBFO, your NPR station. 
Our guest on uh, Buffalo What's Next this morning is Itina Farid Cook uh, from Get Focused Productions, and she's been uh, kind enough to meet us here at the Buffalo Art Studio. It's coming a bit of a home away from home for us <laughs> here for uh, uh, Buffalo What's Next. So, uh, the temptations of life for a, a kid, any kid really, yeah. right? I mean, we, we hear about it all the time right now. Kids getting involved in, in different types of drugs. Fentanyl is becoming a, yeah. a rage against, uh, against uh, young people here in uh, Western New York and across the country as well. Um, were those uh, issues, were they issues for you in any way? Or is that something that you were able to stay away from? <laughs> of course those are issues for me. Um, any way to escape the noise of, you know, negativity you know you're trying to everyone's trying to escape in their own way and and I tried to escape in many different ways you know and that led me to dark places you know um, it's interesting because there's times in my life where I had both I had positive and I had negative you know and trying to decide and decipher which one I wanted to lean towards was always the difficult circumstance and I see it a lot with young people even today there's a lot being fed to our young people you know in many different avenues and spaces or what have you I think the biggest thing that we need to do better at is teaching young people how to not allow their emotions to become their masters hmm. that's you know, a hard thing to do for very tough yeah. even for us as adults but if you were to you know strategically teach young people the difference between emotions and behaviors and push and concentrate on how do you drive the behavior how do you focus more on the behaviors more than emotions a lot of times we ask young people how did that make you feel we put emphasis on feelings and I get it you know we want to coddle our feelings but real talk it's about our behaviors we're remembered by our behaviors we're not remembered by Oh, they were sad. Hmm. We're remembered by, they did this. Now, because they were sad, they did this, but mostly it's, they did this thing, you know? You know, how do you push through emotions in order to give out positive, beneficial behaviors? And so when I look back at my childhood and I understand that I was going through trauma and and uh i didn't mourn my mother i didn't mourn her death didn't know how we just moved on all oh, that thing that happened oh yeah i went to counseling but we didn't really move through like how how is this going to affect you as you grow and how will you respond to moments that trigger you in these circumstances how do you build your book bag with these responses to certain circumstances that will come that that are inevitable that's the skill set that we need developed in school in my opinion you know i know the social emotional what have you but it's the behaviors that are the important piece you know how will you push through pain how will you showcase love even though you feel angry you know how that's such a muscle that's it's so difficult even for us. Somebody cuts us off immediately. Our response is, ah, oh, you know, we're aggravated and we showcase it naturally, easy. But how can you be slow to anger? How can you be quick to listen and slow to speak? That takes muscle, that takes effort, 
you know, that takes grace, that takes understanding, that takes empathy. You know what I mean? That needs to be taught above all. You know, can't even think straight for academics if we can't control what we put out within our actions. So, yeah, that's what that's, that's my mind. I, Tina, you're, you're, you're taking me down a wormhole here that I don't want to stop on, but I do want to, yes. I, I, yes. I, I most certainly want to get into Get Focus Productions, mm -hmm. and I got a feeling that we're going to circle back into this because of a lot of what, you know, you read your website, and now just mm -hmm. this time that we're sitting here together, you can see that so much of what you do and get focused comes from from this but let's i'll let you give us a generalization mm -hmm. of get focused and i want to also point people out to the website and spell it because it's get focused but focused is spelled with a k yes get focused productions give me an overview and then we'll kind of start breaking things down a little bit okay get focused is a creative arts media arts company that captures human first stories teach emerging artists how to utilize uh, their artistic abilities to tell stories, not only emerging artists, but other organizations. And then we give back through, you know, showcasing videos on uh, different individuals within the community, just highlighting uh, community leaders or what have you. So in a nutshell, we capture, teach, and give back. Capturing stories, teaching others how to tell those stories in different ways, and giving back to the community. And we should also uh, mention, because I think it's very significant, that you are also a recording artist. Yes. You go by AI, the anomaly. Yes. Okay. Where where does that name, that <laughs> that label, come from? So AI is the first two letters of my name. Right. Uh, when trying to develop this brand for who I wanted to be as an artist, I was trying to understand, like, okay, who am I? Who am I? What am I trying to do? And so I had to really develop so that when you create a name, you don't want to sway too much far from that. When I think of my life, I am truly an anomaly. Um, anomaly is um, going against the rule. The rule of my life as at a young age was that I would be a failure to thrive, that I would be part of the statistics, but I went against that rule or that label and I'm outside of that. I'm, I'm living in this whole space that no one, perhaps no one would have thought that I would be in, not even myself. Right. So I'm kind of living in this space of like, I'm, I'm, I'm a weirdo, I'm a nerd, and I'm fine with that, you <laughs> know? I'm all of the things creative, and I'm fine to live that life in that way. How would you describe yourself as a recording artist? I am all about expressing myself through lyrics, just telling life, telling these stories, and showcasing grit, grind, and grace. You know, just, I live, music is my medicine, I'm responding to life through music, and I'm sharing it. Because through sharing, perspectives are able to be expanded. So that's that's really overall, like I care about lyrics, I care about context, I care about people listening to music and feeling moved and encouraged. You, uh, the focus of then what you bring, the lyrics, the ability to tell those lyrics as well. What about just the, the, the musical part of it? Is that something you rely on other people or is that a, a, something that you have a, 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 a a gift for as well the the musical part of it yeah i i went to performing arts i'm pretty well skilled in like piano and things like that i understand music but it's nothing like being able to t build with people right now i'm 
I'm working with uh, Carolina Blue. He's an audio engineer and the chemistry between us as far as music and lyrics are just amazing. You know, being able, he creates, we create together. Um, he creates the, if you will, the canvas, and then I paint on that canvas with my lyrics. Hmm. You know, so kind of that art form. Carolina Blue, uh, local? Yes. Uh, oh, very Carolina good. Carolina Blue is local. Oh, nice. And, and now again, this will show my age. When I was coming up and doing, actually playing music on the radio, I, um, you know, the, the recording industry is based on record sales, and that was the the deem of success. That has changed dramatically. Yes, it has. So for you, you know, tell me about your success. You know, <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm going to say this. It is what it is. I never looked at it as a way to I never looked at music as a way to earn okay. money. That was not my intent. Music, I, I, I almost can't help it. I have to be able to express myself and that's the way that I do it. It's my it's language. It's about the art. It's about the art. Now, because I have an understanding I'm an entrepreneur, I began to see patterns and I said oh this is a business let me organize it as such and let me go through the process of building I am a firm believer in um, multiple streams of income hmm. so there's multiple ways to earn through music okay you know streaming which my personal opinion I think it pulls away from the the artist I, I like the the physical albums I like the the vinyls I like all of those things I like being able to be in control of your art you know and I think streaming does something different mm. but I understand that that's the world that we live it's in it's the way so, it's being consumed yeah, right now you know mm -hmm. uh, so you know you navigate and move in the way that you you need to and one of the things that I wanted to do is never compromise now of course you can watch and see who's being who's being showcased and who's being played and the things that they do in order to get played and to be showcased and put on certain platforms I choose I choose to just stay true to you know what I feel makes the most sense and to tell the stories that I feel are valuable and hey if that means that I only have 50 people <laughs> then I got 50 people right. then you create other streams of income right you know but yeah, you know, you str you stream, you distribute your music, uh, you can have merch, and you do um, showcases and uh, performances and things like that. I've chosen to incorporate music into this art form of storytelling as well, and and I'm sure we'll get into it. But the latest project that I that I worked on is Tales from the Porch, right? And I've incorporated my music in that process, you know. So, so that's your music I hear on there. Yes, ah, it's original music. So the Tales from the Porch is going to be original. You know, that's obscured, by the way. On your, <laughs> I was watching some of the videos on YouTube. It gets obscured who has who contributed the music. I was working, yeah. I was hustling back to try to find it. I couldn't. Yeah. All right, very good. Well, congratulations on that. Absolutely. So uh, you brought it up then, the Tales from the Porch. Yes. Wow. Um, I encourage people to go. easy way to find it is YouTube and, yeah, and go Tales from the Porch and uh, probably get, yeah, focused, get focused on, on there as well. Um, the ones I was able to look at are just absolutely beautiful. Um, 
I guess maybe just uh, why don't we just maybe give an overview? Let, let you yeah. overview it, and then we can break it down from there. Of course. Overview for me, Tales from the Porch. Tales from the Porch is a a constant project, giving voices to the community, um, minorities, and you know, emerging artists, organizations. It's just not limited limited to that, but um, just showcasing the community. The hope is always everything that I do. The hope is to ignite thought and expand perspectives. So we're telling stories or allowing for uh, these individuals to tell their stories based off of their platform, their porch. The porch is this space that's not quite public and not quite private. Hmm. It's a space that you would have to be invited to in order to experience, you know. And then, you know, who knows where where it goes from there. Maybe you'll be invited inside or what have you. But it's this platform, you know. So we captured these different stories of different people within the community um, in order to just showcase and highlight what they do for their community, their hearts and their passions um, from their porch perspective. And so the one that we just... Did last year focused on seven black leaders. Um, it was my response to what happened at mm, Tops. Okay. You know, um, I wanted to showcase individuals that I felt were doing the work. They've been doing the work. This wasn't new just because this thing happened. They were doing work for years and they're going to continue to do the work. Um, It also came from my pastor, Pastor Stephen Foreman Sr., who in in, uh, the congregation, he said, we must overcome evil with good which is biblical, some biblical. And I wanted to utilize my skill and my talent in order to showcase good. I wanted to focus on that. I didn't want to focus on the evil that occurred. Um, I wanted to focus on those individuals that were doing good, you know? So I gathered a whole <laughs> a whole lot of people together. Um, my team is, it's, it's extensive uh, to tell these stories. Different creatives came together and helped to, um, showcase these stories in many different ways. The, uh, the one I had to find first, or I, I checked first, was Anthony Pierce, uh, who I uh, yes. encountered uh, just a, a magnificent uh, gentleman uh, through the Wakanda Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about Anthony? He's multi-talented, very humble, exudes passion for what he does, loves the students that he works with. And, you know, I've watched him move and shake or even with just Wakanda Alliance and the Galactic Tribe uh, for some time and their team. Like they've been doing some great work within a community without a lot of, even before all of the press and things like that, they've been doing this for a long time. And I wanted to showcase um, the work that they've been doing. And he's, so multi-talented like he's not just um he's a photographer i think he does martial arts Mm -hmm. he's like a fascinating individual right you know know, i think that's what i was drawn to just the multi the multiple ways that he expresses himself within art form Uh, i don't necessarily want to go through everybody but there's just a couple of uh, jameel cruz yes i'm very familiar with jameel um worked with him in different capacities he's another individual he grew up on the east side you know a buffalo um he comes from certain struggles and backgrounds and things like that but he's been able to be successful you know i wanted to showcase that and then he does media arts as well he's been able to earn so many different accolades and accomplishments and done 
so many different things for not only students, but other business owners, entrepreneurs within his community, just moving, shifting, and navigating with his passion. Like, there's so many different individuals within right. our community that right. have that. That have that, that bring that. Yeah. It is interesting, and, and maybe more of a general discussion for a moment here then about just that. Mm-hmm. You know, the East Side community, um, you know, back right after... Um, May 14th, we talked with Jillian Hainsworth, the poet, mm-hmm. and she made this proclamation, this this statement that all the art from Buffalo comes out of the east side. And it's one of those things I always remember because when she said it, I'm like, well, I'm, yeah, oh, sure, maybe we're missing something. And But that was a, a statement that as I'm, I'm getting to know people like yourself, that is, it's playing out to be very true, very true. Yeah. What about, I mean, is it underdeveloped? Is that what we're seeing? Is that underdeveloped or is it underpublicized, the creativity of the East Side? Perhaps it's a mixture. Okay. Perhaps it's a mixture of, of both. You know what, though? Like, in my perspective, I, I tend to lean on the side of, I have no chains. I'm... I'm free, you know, I, I, I explore, I do, I create, you know, so when you step outside of that and you look, yeah, it's definitely underdeveloped to a certain extent and underpublicized, but it's being publicized more so now, you know, and developed more so now, and the hope is that it will continue to be so and not in a sense of, hey, look what we did for, but more so, hey, look what has, well, look what is happening. Look what they create. Look what has been been created or will continue to be created. We're not new. Right. We didn't just emerge because of May 14th. We weren't just here because now Juneteenth is a national holiday. We didn't just all like out of nowhere, just like, oh, we're here now. We've been doing this. This is not just like for me personally. Understood. This is not just simply art. This is my life, you know. We'll get right back to our conversation on Buffalo What's Next on WBFO. Our region is home to some of the finest communities in the world. Explore them through the Our Town series produced by WNED PBS, but captured by community members on the Buffalo Toronto Public Media YouTube channel today. Watch the WNED PBS original production, Garden Wisdom for Western New York and Southern Ontario. Learn the secrets to planning, cultivating, and nurturing your own extraordinary garden using time-proven solutions and sustainable methods. Garden Wisdom, now streaming on YouTube and the PBS video app. Watch the WNED PBS original production, The Adirondacks. We've come closer here to a, a working balance between the natural world and the human world than just about any place on Earth. The Adirondacks, now streaming on YouTube and the PBS video app. This is Buffalo What's Next, where we have conversations with the community about moving forward. 
To have your voice heard, press the Talk to Us button on the WBFO app, and we'll work to get your questions and comments on the air. Join us on Twitter at WBFO or email us at news at WBFO.org. Together, we'll have the conversations that are needed. This is WBFO, your NPR station. We are talking with Itina Farid Cook of Get Focus Productions uh, this morning on Buffalo What's Next. You brought up May 14th. You also mentioned it a little bit earlier about how you want the good to overcome the evil. At the same time, and if you don't want to, you don't have to get into it, but is there, have you found ways to express yourself and what you feel about May 14th through your art? Um, or is it maybe you're just... <laughs> You're just doing what you've been doing all along. I've been doing what I've been doing all along, but I was able to create a moment. And I mourned and was angry and was frustrated. And I was able to express myself through art and highlighting others that I felt were doing good work. And that, that was my response in that moment. And so, you know, and this year, people are going to be able to hear the music and hear, like, my heart and, and how I felt about, you know, certain things that occurred or that continue to occur because we're not new to some of these things, you know. Right. We're not new to racism. We're not new to ostracized, being ostracized or, or put to the, to the side or labeled or what have you. We're not new to it. Um, this thing is, is wild that happened, um, but the, the music will showcase, like... Like I said, grit, grind, and grace. How do we push? How do we persevere through these things? You know, here's how I'm doing it. If you would like to do it this way, you can, but you're free to choose, you know? Right, right. So the music will showcase even more of, you know, my thought process and how I conquered through this moment. Are you, are you always writing? I am. I'm, yeah. I'm always writing, yes. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm running out of paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not I mean, fast enough you know it comes I'm driving I'm like ah what do I do so you know voice memos and, and napkins yeah and you take those, you take those notes everywhere. and then and, you, and then you turn them into your your work yeah yeah I have to yeah, yeah. part of uh, get focused productions like you said is give back and that's mm -hmm. that's a, and a lot of it is focused on youth correct yes yeah, yeah. what uh, talk about a little bit of some of the things that you're doing yeah so with the background of, you know, I'd, I'd say about close to 20 years within youth development and um, engaging youth in, in arts and uh, different, you know, management styles and, and things like that. I carry that into this space. I mean, that's just who I am. I, you know, I, I dealt with, I had my perspective, I dealt with what I dealt with, and then I looked at that and developed plans and processes that I believe work well with youth. And it's showcased that it works within different organizations and programs. So I felt the need to work closely with youth. And I'd like to say that they're emerging artists. So I work with a wide range of ages. Um, right now, I'm mostly focused on high school students, middle school, but mostly college students who are in the art space. And um, any contract that we earn within Get Focus Productions, I'm pulling in those emerging artists so that they can earn a living within that space and add value 
to who they are as artists so that they can be propelled in the space that they want to go. Because that's what was done for me. Right. So I'm just doing the same. That's the give back. And so, like I said, right now, working with um, students and pushing and propelling them into spaces that um, that they can continue doing their work, you know, having that experience of, like, like I said, at SEPA, seeing my work be published and placed in certain spaces, getting paid to do what I love to do, that I think that's a freedom that I feel every young emerging artist needs to experience to add value and confidence in themselves. So I choose to continue to do that every contract. And we're here at the uh, Buffalo Art Studio where, I mean, I've, I've only got you for so long because you have to, uh, you have an appointment with uh, one of these emerging artists, as a matter of fact. And then I, you were telling me a little bit before we went on the air that there's their, their work's going to be showcased here, correct? Yeah. So what, what I chose to do with Tales from the Porch is extend it. There's so many ways to extend okay. the thing, right? So uh, here's this project that was created. Okay, now what? Because I'm passionate about working with emerging artists. Okay, in what ways? This is the creative problem-solving process. The question, in what ways can I utilize this project in order to give opportunities and to and to propel the next generation of creatives into the direction that they need to go. So, okay, well, let's take a group of emerging artists and have them respond to Tales from the Porch in their own artistic way. Hmm. So what does the porch mean to you? How do you utilize your art form in order to showcase that? So I'm working with five right now, a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old, um, and three college students, one who has um, graduated from Buffalo State and two who are current students at Buffalo State University. And so working with them, understanding their art forms and connecting them with professional artists in those fields, giving them opportunities, it's not just that they'll showcase their work, but I'm finding ways for them to demonstrate their work and get paid for their work within other spaces as well. Not only through Get Focused Productions, but I have one student who's working with the executive chef, regional executive chef of Delaware North. Um, he has a, um, a business called Time and Honey. One of our emerging artists does content creation for him. Uh, there's another emerging artist who does content creation within Get Focused Productions. One who is an illustrator who does illustration work for different, you know, areas and arenas. Um, they all did a project together for 43 North. So utilizing the resources, utilizing my network, every single thing that I can do to help them get to where I believe they can go, and maybe they don't even know, but my ceiling, I want that to be their floor. Propel, be greater, do greater, and then pick up five. Each one of you pick up five hmm. emerging artists or mentees, and then you add value to them, you know, and keep, keep the process going. So yeah, um, we've been able to do a lot of work due to a grant through um, Creatives Rebuild New York. And so I was able to partner with Buffalo Art Studio to really hone in and focus on building this um, this initiative, Focused Creatives, where I'm working with these emerging artists. So it's been great. I love it. Do you see any uh, 
any of yourself in these artists? Of course. <laughs> One of the artists is my son. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I see him in me. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I bet you him. do. <laughs> I see me in him, brother. Yeah. Right. Well, how's he? What's his uh, focus in when it comes to art? <laughs> Music and visual arts. Um, he does a, he does photography as well. He's picked up a lot of things that I that I do as well. Yeah. He's a, he's an interesting creative. It's yeah. interesting to watch him. Yeah? yeah? What do you see? I I see me and I see areas you know what's lately what's been beautiful is that those moments where he's hitting brick brick walls I feel like I, you know, whether he takes my advice or not, you know, I'm, always, I'm what all, am I but his mom? Now you're a mother now. <laughs> what am I but his mother? But I'm able to see these moments and I'm able to, and hope, you know, hopefully encourage him in a way where it's like me being able to speak to myself, if you will. You know what I mean? Okay. The things that I know I needed to be said. I can tell him, like, this is from experience, X, Y, and Z. But you know what's interesting? Watching him continue to hit those brick walls, <laughs> even though I told you, hey, look. But it's parenthood is the most interesting hood to be in, to be honest. Parenthood is the most interesting hood to be in. It is. You, did, you, you should trademark that one. <laughs> I'm sure other people said it, but. I don't know. That's the first time I heard it. I've been around for a while. Um, it's interesting, though, like then you did mention the brick wall. So you hit the brick wall once in a while? The artistic brick wall, do you? Of course. Yeah? Of course. How do you get by it? I have to take a moment, you know? I think the, the you know, a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you're asked, like, how, how do you do business? How do you right. manage so many things? It's really a management of myself first. Like, I had to identify that it, it's really me that I have to get a grip on. The, the, the better that I am, the better that I put out. So going back to slow to um, anger, you know, quick to listen, slow to speak, um, restraining myself, understanding my triggers, understanding certain things about myself, areas where I'm weak and my strengths and things like that. Like, how do I create the, the supply list, if you will, in my backpack, you know, in order to do the best in certain arenas and spaces. And so the brick walls have been because of my experiences as a, as a young person, you know, constantly telling myself, you're not good enough, you know? And no, I, I am good enough because X, Y, and Z. Let's kill that thought and keep pushing. You know, um, that determination, that grit uh, that you have to have within, you know, yourself and your, your, your artistry. There's a lot of times where I don't feel like I'm good enough. But what is good enough? You know, what is perfection? You know, aren't we always in a constant movement towards it? We may not have it. Like, you know, I'm better than I was yesterday. And that's my constant kind of motivation. Can I be better than yesterday? Okay, cool. And then can I be better as I keep going on? But those brick, those brick walls are the hardest ones to push through. And then, you know, obviously things that you may not know, the lack of education on certain things, then you just build that up or, you know, just different business 
education and, and stuff like that that you need to push through and persevere through. But overall, I think it's self that we have to kind of put, you know, sure. hold, like, hey, get, get it together, you know, <laughs> motivate yourself. Yeah. I'm at your uh, website, which is, again, Get Focused Productions, and it's focused with a K, just mm-hmm. so it makes it a little bit. F-O-K-U-S-D. Exactly. With apostrophe. That's right, the apostrophe. Um, but uh, one, yeah, I got to look at uh, one of your, your videos, from, uh, and um, I love the lyrics, learn something teach something it almost sounds like it's your that's your mantra it is it's I, I, once again that's why the art of sharing stories is important to me i think there's a lot of value and a lot of connectedness that you are able to develop if you will um, when you share stories so when you learn a thing i feel like it's not just for you it's to build you in order to add value to our world to your space or what have you. Um, did you tell me that you didn't go to college? I did go to college. You did go to college? I went to uh, Buffalo State. Okay. I'm a graduate from Buffalo State. Me too. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Hey, hello. <laughs> yeah, come Hi, back Bengal. <laughs> right. And the Bengal is coming up. Um, but I, yep, I went to Buffalo State and right out of high school, I went to Buff State. Um, I did really well for a semester, Mm. and then I fell into some issues. Left, went to ECC, got a degree in arts and humanities, went back to Buff State, got my undergrad, went back and got my master's. Okay. Yeah, so, and I still mingle with Buffalo State even today. Excellent, excellent, they could use you, for sure. The, um, when we were talking at the beginning of our our program, we got a little bit into kind of your education, Mm -hmm. and, and how arts really became a way for you to solve problems, to address problems, solve problems. Mm-hmm. The education system, of course, is very complex, and, is. I, and none of us are going to solve it here. But as you look back to your time growing up through the Buffalo Public Schools, do you see the need for that being that idea that, like you were saying, finding different ways to address behaviors, to deal with behaviors, um, that there's that there needs to be a, a different, like a holistic change to, to the way education is handled. Absolutely. I believe that there should be curriculum developed around creative problem solving. And I think it should be integrated in, it can be integrated in almost anything with a creative problem solving background, I truly believe that I can conquer a lot of things in a lot of different spaces. Like, I truly believe that I can sit in any type of job with that those skills that I've learned over time and add value to that space. So I think it's very important, and, and it's in all different forms. I am a firm, confident believer in creative problem solving, which is why I'm an advocate for arts not being taken out of schools. It should remain, and it should be as valuable as everything else, because if it wasn't for creativity, we wouldn't have the books, right? We wouldn't have the... the the classroom spaces, we wouldn't have the buildings, we wouldn't have these microphones. Someone had to think. They had to have an idea, then they had to plan, then they had to develop and design and to do all of these things. You have to push through problems or whatever the case is creatively. 
And the more we do that, I think the more value we add to our young people and the more they'll be able to tackle even personal issues and circumstances, you know? I, I think it's very important, very vital. I'm going to put that uh, creative problem solving uh, to test here as we start to wrap up our conversation. Um, you're, you can reflect back. You're the young girl who grew up on Sherman Street, mm -hmm. and here you are right now. But you know this city. You know this city very well. What does Buffalo need? Oof. What does Buffalo need? <laughs> I might, maybe we'll let the creative problem solver put that one into, to, into the process and we'll come back to it sometime, huh? Maybe. Um, there's so much. Yeah. There's, I have thoughts. I, I, I'd say, and um, not, yeah, I'd, I'd say God, faith. That's what I'd say. The fear of God the development of faith, the ability to see others as human, to have empathy, to have grace. I think not only Buffalo, but this world needs that. You can't tell me that there's not a creator with all this creativity. And if we tap in and understand what is being said or what is being taught through that creator, who, you know, in my perspective, as God, we start to understand that, you know, all this time, all that was ever spoken about is agape love, unconditional love. When love is unconditional, I don't see you as white, black, Hispanic, or all of these titles and labels. I see you as human, I see you as me. If we can see each other as ourselves, we would move differently. If I treat you like I wanna be treated, let's think about that, right? If I treated you as you wanted to be treated, if I treated you with respect, if I treated you justly, equitably, if I listened and was active in that, if I, if, I wanted, if I seek first to understand, then to be understood, if I'm slow to anger, if I'm quick to listen, slow to speak, if I care enough about you, imagine all of us living that way. Is it complicated? Yes, because we're navigating through all of these hurdles of all of these different experiences that we had that shapes our perspective, that builds assumptions about each other, that creates these barriers and these mountains that we don't know how to push to the side and get to the end all be all, that you're just as human as me. I think that's what everybody needs, right? And what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. It's not a thing wrong with that, you know? But it's not as simple as it said. You know, it takes time. And everybody needs to just do their thing and continue to showcase humanity. And this is how I choose to showcase it. And this is how I choose to live out the dash that's between life and death. This is what I choose to do with it. 
ITNF Reed Cook, thanks so very much for joining us on Buffalo What's Next. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, and I encourage everybody to find out more about uh, Tales from the Porch. You can go to YouTube and find that. <laughs> go to Get Focused Productions, and don't forget it's spelled with a K and an apostrophe D. Yes, right? that's right. This has been Buffalo What's Next on WBFO and WBFO HD1 Buffalo, WOLN Olean, and WUBJ Jamestown.